Welcome to Hack to Start, a podcast focused on interesting people and the innovative ways they achieve success. I'm Franco Variano. And I'm Tyler Copeland. Each week we speak with a new guest about how they created, hacked, and hustled their way to the top and distill their insights and experiences for you. The path to success isn't always linear. Hack, start, and repeat. This episode is brought to you by Breather. Find beautiful, practical spaces that you can reserve on the go. Ghost, a simple, powerful publishing platform that allows you to share your story with the world. And SoundCloud. Hear the world sounds. You're listening to episode 78 of Hack to Start. This episode features Neve Drawer, a community team member at Product Hunt. Tyler and I wanted to invite Neve onto the show to share his story as an entrepreneur and how he approaches building communities. Neve was previously an accountant and got into tech after studying various hedge funds and VCs. He got involved with a few startups before working his way to the top of the leaderboards on Meerkat and joining as the first community manager on their team. He is now part of the team at Product Hunt, helping grow their community and much more. Neve is going to share tons of insights around building communities and how to launch on Product Hunt. This is an amazing episode you won't want to miss, so let's get to it. Hey, Neve, thanks so much for being on the show today. Happy to be here. So we always like to start the show off by learning more about our guests. So can you tell us uh, you know, a little bit about, uh, about yourself, like where you're from, what you studied, and how your passion for entrepreneurship really developed? So I was born in Israel and moved to Sunnyvale and really grew up in, when I was 10. So I really grew up in Sunnyvale, in Silicon Valley, never had any relation to the tech world until much later, but it was fun to like, think back that, hey, I went to like... Steve Jobs' high school, and I didn't even know that when I was in high school. And then, um, and then I, I went to school at UC Santa Barbara and studied business and accounting. Yeah, that was like my life at first. I was I was uh, reading a bunch of business books, and then accounting was like the closest thing to really business they had there. So I did that. Got like a CPA when I was twenty. Um, that's I think one of the earliest, like probably one of the youngest in California. And then that was like my two years out of college which was in, uh, in uh, San Francisco. You're currently part of Product Hunt, which we'll chat about later in the episode, but you've also been a part of some amazing companies. So how did you get involved in tech and how did you create the opportunity to work at some really cool companies like Datafox and Meerkat? I joined a startup from the accounting job. The reason I got into um, tech at that time was because I was mostly auditing. I was auditing hedge funds and then uh, venture capital funds. And in my second year, when I second year when I started doing venture capital, that was really my first exposure to the tech world. The first fund that I was auditing was um, Chris Saka's fund, which is now—I mean, he's not going to confirm it—but it's known to be the highest return fund of all time, with like Uber and Twitter and Instagram and like a bunch of really uh, cool companies. So that was really my first exposure to startups and like to a company called Uber and stuff like that, like very very early on. And having that exposure to Saka, just like reading about him as I was like working on his fund, inspired me to like kind of see hmm, there's like other stuff out there, really, which made me like watch a bunch of his videos, and that was really like my first exposure to to tech. So I left to join a startup called iBreathe, it's like a sports technology company in Huntington Beach. From accounting, I quickly left that after three months, but it was like a really good entryway um, to leaving one world and like to like really take to step out of like the the set path that 
pretty much everybody was on. It's like an extremely straightforward path from point A to point B once you get on that path. So how did you end up joining Meerkat and how did you approach building a community around a brand new product that was in the middle of the spotlight when you were there? So it was, I mean, it's basically the same time because it was like an extremely short period of time. So there was, they launched on product on February 28th. Mm-hmm. And then basically for those two weeks after the launch, everybody in San Francisco were using it. Like you'd open your phone and all you would have is like yellow notifications that this person <laughs> joined. It was like really fun. It was, it felt really, really fresh. A lot of people compared it um, to Twitter because it just felt like different. Like you, you haven't, you haven't experienced something different like that in a while. So then a, a week after they launched, there was a, a conference called um, the Launch Conference from Jason Calacanis. And I had a press pass because I asked him. Basically, the way I got into conferences around the time and, and still, I would say, let me live tweet. Give me like a pass or let, let me in. And then maybe sometimes it's like a press pass to get a good seat so I can get like good images and stuff. So I did that. And, and basically, everybody was talking about Meerkat because it was like week, one weekend. And I was, very, I was still uncomfortable being in front of the camera then. So what I would do is just I would stream the entire thing, but I'd basically stream the stages. So I would like stream the entire product on stage, like every one of the talks and then the main stage. And so then I, I got pretty high up on the leaderboard there because it was nobody was on it yet. And um, and then I was streaming so consistently. So that's how I started streaming, basically. And that's where also well, also where I met um, Matt Mazio for the first time. So he got I mean, him and Chris, Chris would never admit this, but like he, they really helped um, Meerkat off the ground. Chris did not know that um, Periscope was acquired by Twitter at that point because that would be non-public information that he legally could not could not know of. So he was like having a lot of fun with it. He, he was using it. Um, that's the first time, first time I met Chris as well backstage there. And then so it was just really cool to be around it. So then a few days later, I like as this was all happening, I was like, kind of saving a bunch of really cool tweets of people using all the interesting use cases of Meerkat. And I wasn't actually working at anything then. I was uh, I left DataFox two months earlier. I was thinking of what I want to do next. So I started putting together a post of all the cool use cases. Meanwhile, kind of thinking, hmm, maybe I want to join this thing. Um, I think I can help them. I, I had no idea what the team is. So I like I asked Ryan Hoover at the time, do you think Ben Rubin would be hiring anybody? Um, he said, I don't know, but like you better like, reach out to him now or something. So I basically called, emailed Ben saying, hey, I wrote this really cool post. Um, hope you like it. And let me know if you have a chance to chat because we'd love to like, help out. They actually need a lot of help because it was basically Ben and uh, another Ryan, Ryan Cooley, were the only people in San Francisco who was working. And the entire engineering team is in Israel. So it was, don't quote me on it, but maybe like 15 people, 15 engineers in Israel and then Ben and Ryan here. So... They really needed help because everybody was trying to reach them. And then South by Southwest was like three days in, in three days. And they're like, hmm, I guess we should go because the people are telling us to go. They weren't planning on going. After I emailed Ben, uh, so I emailed Ben, he, he responds. He said, yeah, come to SF tomorrow and let's chat. So next that we met, we said, okay, cool. You can help us for South by Southwest for free, of course. Every, every time I reach out to people, I offer to like work for free. If you want to do something, payment maybe is, like, is, is always like secondary to me. So it's like, I want to help you. That's the easiest way of doing it. And um, and then, yeah, so emailed them. Next day we met. The next day after that was basically my first day. They were um, going to, to South by Southwest. And next day, like South by Southwest started, which that's when things really became insane. So what was it like being at South by Southwest, showing off Meerkat to all these people for the first time? And I didn't go. It was only Ben and Ryan who went. And I was at home in front of the computer for 24-7. But they did some very, very clever marketing tactics before that, like a month before, which nobody really knows of, um, which is, 
is kind of what helped kick it off. So about a month before they launched, they emailed maybe a thousand journalists, something like ridiculous, like just emailed like a thousand people. Nobody responds, nobody cares. Then when, and then they launched on Product Hunt, um, the tech community really took to it and they had like an influential person um, post it. So it helped kind of, they did the right things to get it off the ground and uh, it just took off because it felt really new. At South by, that's when people were like, hmm, didn't they like email us like a week ago? So pretty much everybody who didn't respond because they got the actual high profile attention at, at, um, at South by, they kind of went back to their inbox like, oh yeah, they did email us. Let, let's write about them. So the exact opposite effect, like everybody was writing about them. And it was like, it, they were just there to meet people and everybody was writing about them. Mashable was extremely influential. They literally had a meerkat parade on day two. <laughs> And there's like Amazing. signs, like there's signs, like I mean, I have all these images. It's like so many screenshots from everything. Um, so they like, had a makeup parade. Everybody was using it. Like all these celebrities were using it. Um, Twitter really helped in that respect. So like you know how they cut a they, so Twitter announces Periscope and then they they announce it, give us extremely short notice that they're going to cut off our photograph access, which didn't really matter at the time because everybody already had their social following built in, who already signed up. It hurt a lot going forward for new users. But you didn't really feel at the time. What they did do, though, was they cut it off on like Friday at uh, not midnight, like Friday at night, which is like a really red, big red flag from like a PR standpoint, what not to do. So that's when like CNN and BBC and like everybody was like writing about it, like very very high profile, like the news publications. It, it was like a boiling point. It was, like everybody every text together, everybody's writing about them. Who's done in South by? Yeah, it was it was fun. That's really cool. So what were some of the biggest lessons um, that you learned while working at Meerkat? Community is key. So at Meerkat, I was, um, I was a first community manager. I, I grew the, basically grew the whole community from the very beginning. Um, I, didn't, I, was never, I never did that before. I just was always very active on Twitter. And I had this like, personal rule that was, it, it was literally in my Twitter bio for like, years. Um, all your tweets are my favorite, favorite, which means I favorite every tweet, unless it's like negative. So what it means is like you're just showing it's like empathy. It's like if someone took the time to tweet at you, like at least show them that you saw it, and then they keep doing it. So at Meerkat, it was like at times a, like a thousand because like I, I literally favorited like thirty thousand tweets at Meerkat. It was just favorite every tweet. Everybody reaches out to you, favorite. You respond to everybody, no matter who. If it's like celebrity or like someone with like two followers, doesn't matter. You respond to everybody. Being accessible and. Um, People just want to know that there's somebody there. It's not like you're not speaking to, like a, to a wall. Yeah, so it was just a lot of that. And then especially with like the big power users um, who really took to it and were streaming so much, I would go into their stream and talk to them. And then just, it was just being everywhere, just literally talking to people. It, it's not complicated. It just takes a lot of like, compassion and understanding and it scales, for lack of a better word. And also I would like send them stuff. So like very quickly we ordered like hundreds of shirts and I would send people like a yellow meerkat shirt with like a handwritten note and like often like emoji stickers on it. Um, and they always like tweet it out and it would just, it builds on itself. That's really, really cool. So, so how do you guys, or how did you manage your day to day role at meerkat with all these different things going on? At the very beginning, like, so the first few weeks, it was basically being expected to being like woken up by Ben at seven in the morning saying some red flag, like emergency. <laughs> After that, when it kind of calmed down, it was more of a ton of DMs, a ton of emails, a lot of phone calls to get like feedback and what's wrong and, and kind of knowing what's going on in the community and, and just always being aware and gathering feedback and a, lot, a ton of like, like support and, and things to fix like that. 
Yeah, so it was just it was literally talking to people, and then the other part of it was promoting good streams. So I I almost thought of it as like a, a tweet DJ. So the the app Meerkat app Meerkat Twitter account became very very um they gathered a lot of following very quickly, so, which means that when we would go into a, a, a stream like I mean Periscope does very well when like they they literally have featured streams. We had some of that, but not as directly like just features. So when whenever we went into a stream and just retweet it, then a lot of people would join it. So it's kind of like promoting what's going on at various points of the day. In that later, that transitioned into like it, it's funny because like the with live streaming, we we always said it was like you know it's in the moment, it's live, there's no replay, which that was the theory behind. That was like ideally what we wanted to happen, but then. There was always this inclin- inclination to save a, to save the moment, and first it was a ton of screenshots, and then we kind of started recording a bunch of stuff. Um, so once we had the recording and screenshots, we just would highlight stuff in, in the form of like blog post, or if someone did really cool, we tweeted them from from Meerkat, um, and this is what at person did. It just it generates like a, like a lot of good vibes, and they keep doing it because they know you're there and like you're gonna highlight the cool stuff they do. And my favorite part of doing that was with features. Every feature launched with Meerkat. We would demo it on a person. So if we like launched a, like a screenshot feature, we would use it. It wouldn't be like a stock photo. It would be like someone who's actually streaming. We would do it and then like show it already being like used. And every feature was like always highlighting somebody from the community. Yeah, I noticed that, and I thought it was I thought it was super cool. Every time you guys were doing stuff, like I think Ryan Hoover might have been part of the part of the first people to sort of announce the um, the the hijack, the stream hijacks, and I thought that was really cool. Yeah, the cameo, the cameo. The cameo, that's what it was called, the cameo. Yeah, and even that, and so by the way, even with that part, oh, and then, um, so we also had like, I was pretty much like recruiting, recruiting um, moderators, and they're not so much moderators, it's more like power users who were like our go-to people to gather very direct feedback of exactly what's going on, what's wrong, what's working well, what are, you know, so there was like probably like 30 of them in, in our Slack channel, like in specific um in a specific channel in there, and I would spend a lot of time there talking to them in DMs and stuff. Of course, cameo was like an ex- it was like a very big process. It was like a two month thing that we were like pretty much from almost the very beginning. Ben Bright is an idea. Like, yeah, I mean that would be cool, I guess. And then two weeks later, later they already like working on it, which surprised me how quickly we were doing that. But as soon as there was like some workable prototype, we opened it up to to those moderators and. Yeah, basically all, only to the moderators and given special access um, and direct, instructed them to like use test accounts like with like no followers to test it out. So we're pretty much like all doing like cameo parties like secretly and showing them what it is and ha- helping improve it before it was out, which I think helped. I mean, they really appreciated it and it was like really fun for us. I mean, it was critical testing, so. Yeah, for sure. And so, uh, as we mentioned earlier, uh, now you're you're part of the the community team at Product Hunt. So, for those who might not be familiar with it, uh, and, and you're missing out if you haven't heard of Product Hunt, but can you just give us a, a quick overview of it and and how you joined the team there? Yeah. So, Product Hunt is the best place to find um, new products and the latest things in tech. So, it could be, let's say, uh, Twitter's new new Mac app, Ma- um, Twitter for Mac, that launched today. It's on Product Hunt. Facebook's new Messenger is on Product Hunt. Some random Chrome extension that um, a developer built. It's on Product Hunt. So we get like you know a bunch of submissions each day, and then we feature a certain amount, like maybe twenty to thirty or something a day, and on the homepage. And then the community kind of come comes there and talks and upvotes their favorite ones. And the makers often join in the comments there and kind of tell them what they had in mind, how they went about the process. Um, it's great for feedback. That's where a lot of people go to see the latest things in tech from a big company to a small feature. 
Yeah, for sure. And and I saw that random Chrome extension today. It's like it syncs your Netflix streams across multiple people, yeah, yeah, which I think is yeah. awesome. It's, it's so cool. <laughs> yeah, that's that's like one of the funnest parts of my job. I, I pretty much, you know, like how many people pitch investors, they're like, you know, get like, what's like your elevator pitch? Or like your one sentence to describe the thing. Often they're not very good when they do it. So I've become very good at very quickly kind of seeing, getting what something does and very succinctly kind of highlighting it in, in a cool way that gets attention, which is like my favorite part of the job because it's, there's always something new every day, many, many new things every day. Yeah, for sure. So how did you, how did you become part of the product hunt team? What right. was that process like? So I've known Ryan Hoover since the very beginning of product hunt. I'm like below like user like nine, like number like 900 something. And that's because I was like, talking about a product called Popcorn Chat on Twitter like two years ago and um, somehow got connected with a maker who we ended up going to school together. I, w- I wanted to help him. So Popcorn is one of the first products to be on Product Hunt. And as part of me helping him, I came up with the features for it and then asked and then emailed, called emailed Ryan Hoover and said, hey, Ryan, I have this cool feature for this company I'm not even involved in. Want to talk about it? And then Ryan, for some reason, accepted so I had a call with him to talk about popcorn for like half an hour. And that's how I started to know Ryan Hoover, which is like a very important phone call after the fact. <laughs> I didn't know it at the time. So then, I mean, we just kept in touch on Twitter. It's, Twitter is like the, by far the best way to connect with so many people. I mean, you don't, you don't need to like have coffee with people. Just constant little kind of jabs on Twitter, um, saying good things, adding value. People start to know you and then asking for something is like easier later. Anyway, so. As soon as I left DataFox, I called Ryan Hoover and, I, and um, I asked about the possibility of joining Product Hunt. They were hiring, hiring for something, but I literally just left. So I wasn't quite ready to commit. That was a mistake. Um, and then when I, like a month later, when I wanted to join, it was like already too late. So I didn't do that at Meerkat. At Meerkat, um, as soon as I left, like the next day, I already talked to Ryan about because they, they had an opening. So that was like the only thing I was going for. And then I pretty much, he's like, okay, cool. So like, what would you do here? I put together some, a document of how I would go about the role. And um, two weeks later, I, I got it. But the key was like, I already knew Ryan from beforehand. Like, a lot of, like, a ton of like, yeah, chatting back and forth. Yeah, that's cool. So, how how did you you know come into the the product hunt ecosystem and 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 help kind of continue to build and grow the awesome community that's already there? And and I guess that that also spills into what's kind of your day to day role at Product Hunt now. So I'm part of the community team. We have maybe like ten plus people on it, which is like huge because it was basically only me and one other person doing community at Meerkat. So it's like really fun to have so many people doing a lot. They invest. They invest a lot of. The, we invest a lot in the community. So my role is not necessarily community as it was in in Meerkat. We have Ben Tossel for that, who's the community manager, who is awesome. I, mean, yeah, I really appreciate what he does because yeah, like that. I mean, I did, I had your role in a different company like <laughs> two months ago, and you're awesome what you're doing. So it's really cool to see. Yeah, but you know Ben. Uh, well, just through Twitter. I mean, he's super fast. He answers everything all the time. Every time I have a question, yeah. he's, he's great. Yeah, that, that's just the key. It's like, so what I'm doing for product is, is social. So, uh, so a lot of that is Twitter, which means I, I go through a lot of notifications and I just see him everywhere. And like, after like a week, I'm like, dude, you're like everywhere. And I'm like, and then I thought back, that's exactly what people told me at America. So it's like from the outside, people just see you respond to everybody and it's, it goes a long way for the community. It's, it's very, very important. Um, Slack is really good at that too. I mean, you can tell when people invest in that. 
Anyway, so my role, they're already very good at Twitter, and Ryan did a lot of that, but Ryan has got to a point where he needs to um, delegate a bit. So that's where I come in. So I do all the tweets from at Product Hunt, and then we started doing a lot of Facebook too. <laughs> we kind of like shot our Facebook algorithm kind of ranking because um, they used to like post just random like auto posts, like tweets, like product name, tagline, image. Nobody cares. <laughs> where on, on Facebook, you really need to do video a lot and really like put some thought behind how you're doing it i think it's finally starting to change we basically only post videos on, on facebook which i'm like really proud of like how it looks now it's a pretty cool page yeah anyway so twitter facebook snapchat periscope vine all the cool things yeah absolutely so what you, you know earlier you mentioned it with a little bit with your role at at, uh, at meerkat when you guys had a slack channel with you know 30 early adopters how does product hunt engage your community for things like feedback or new ideas it comes to us either way. Like they tweet everything, um, which is great. But one thing I didn't know, which I really should have known, but I didn't know they had, is there's a there's a maker there's a maker hunt Slack, which is all the big power users are in it. It's run by Eric Willis, who's like the top hunter, I believe, by some standard. Um, so he like runs that. Um, it's basically everybody who cares about product hunt is like in there, and it's. It's a very, very positive, like Ryan jumps in there a bunch. Our team is very often in there just to get feedback. Um, so it's unlike the Meerkat one, it was like 30 mods, basically. This is like, you know, thousands of people. I mean, a couple, I mean, a few hundred active, I believe, but it's like a lot of people. And then one really cool thing that we did is before we launched our iOS app the other week, like a few weeks ago, um, we, we sent an email to a few to quite a few people ask, asking if they want to test out the beta and um, give us feedback. So we pretty much got like a couple of thousand people in another Slack group for like a beta community. And that was like an amazing thing just to get that much feedback. And yeah, so it's just Slack is, I mean, now that I think of it, Slack is a big part of it. It just groups everything. Yeah, absolutely. No, it, it, it's awesome to see that, that you guys have been able to do so much stuff and continue to kind of innovate and, and basically pull in the feedback from the community and then pump it out in features and make Product Hunt better. Yeah, and even Ben, like he just Ben just published a po- Ben Castle just published a post. So he took like a a survey of like with set questions, like what can I improve on, and then send it to the community. I mean, I don't know how many responses he got, but he got a decent amount, and then he put together a post. Here's what you guys want to want me to improve on. Here's what I'm going to do next year. So he involved the community in his kind of New Year's resolution, professional New Year's resolution, which I thought which I thought was really really cool. That's awesome. So on that note, what's next for Product Hunt uh, in 2016? Great question. A lot of exciting things going on. So we launched um, Product Hunt Books, Product Hunt Podcast, and Product Hunt Games earlier earlier this year. And we're really going to focus on growing those out. And it's just completely different audiences from, well, some overlap, but it's mostly a different audience from from the tech audience. So focusing on how to grow those communities will be key. And obviously continuing with with, um, Product Hunt Tech, and the very, very, very exciting product on live chats, which we've had like a ton of great guests um, guests join us. So we're going to do a lot more of that next year. Well, by the time you're going to be listening to it, it's going to be next year. So this year, by the way, last week we had Jack Dorsey do a live chat, which yeah. it was kind of fun to think of how he has time to do this, where he's like running two public companies, which that's what a lot of people asked. And then the, the backstory on that is we got Jack Dorsey to do a live chat by asking purely with emoji so <laughs> so he responded to jeff needles like jeff needles like was like um yo jack your emoji game is on fire like fire emoji jack responds like with an emoji like the high five kind of thing so then i'm like ryan watch we're gonna get jack dorsey and i'm gonna ask him only with emoji 
<laughs> so I spent like 15 minutes thinking of like, like a combination of like 20 emojis like in, in different lines of how to do it, which all of them point to like an emoji link. So I took the product live URL and put it into an emoji link converter, which spits out an emoji in links. Yeah. So I, so I asked him that only with emoji. And then <laughs> I have no idea how he got that, but like 10 minutes later, he responds like, in a in like in a, like the high five thing, like, like, let's do it. And like we followed up with him and like, yeah, he was serious. <laughs> so that no was, way. <laughs> that was uh, <laughs> yeah. So that was an amazing thing. So a lot more of that, which kind of ha- goes into like, so Snowden, for example, like we would love to get Snowden to a live chat. Snowden tweeted something today. I very quickly kind of took a, a, a gif of the video that he tweeted, which says something like digital rights is also human rights. So like, you know, something uncontroversial, really, like that I, that I could tweet from Product Hunt. So very quickly responded to Snowden from Product Hunt with like, I, we agree in like the, in the, um, in the GIF. And then he retweets it. And now it's like blowing up notifications like all, all day, which is like amazing. And then I try to follow up later, like, do you want to do a live chat um, of, with a video of Saka, like talking about how amazing Snowden is? And um, he hasn't responded to that one yet. I don't think he will. But, you know, we're going to try to get people like Snowden on, which is going to be amazing if they end up doing it. Yeah, absolutely. That that's a great story with Jack, and and I'm sure uh, I'm sure Snowden will will catch the tweet then and and want to be part of it because you guys are doing some amazing things with live. So really excited to to see that continue to grow this next year. Excited as well. So you know, being part of the product hunt team, uh, as you mentioned earlier, you know, you see tons of cool stuff come in. Sometimes you're even writing catchier taglines for them to to share on Twitter. So what are some of the most recent apps um, or products that you've downloaded or used? <laughs> so. Polymail comes to mind for sure. Yeah. Um, it, Polymail is like a new email app that is basically your mailbox re- mailbox replacement for desktop, and they're gonna they're working on an iOS app too. They I could not be more impressed with how they went about their launch. It's now the fourth most upvoted product of all time. The day of their launch, they comprehensively broke our all time comments record wow. for um for a product. It's like a, it was amazing to see. I hunted them too, so I, I feel very attached to them. But I also I needed an email. so basically what happened is I get an I get an um, a DM from a friend. Hey, a new email app, check it out. I get many of those. Um, I was gonna check it out, didn't get to it yet. Then mailbox shuts down like two days later. <laughs> so one that was like a field day from our end because there was like a lot of like, really fun tweets yeah. to write. I was re- I mean legitimately sad because I really like mailbox. So it's like. Part sad, part let's. It's fun to tweet about it because that's what everyone's talking about. That that day, they they reached out to me and said, "Okay, we're we're gonna accelerate our plan to be on on product hunt. Um, we're gonna go like let's go Thursday." So I'm like, "Cool, uh, let's do Thursday." So then Wednesday comes. There's like another email app that comes on product hunt. They did okay. But I think that was like too soon because the people won't really come to terms that Mailbox is like actually shutting down. Thursday, Mailbox added this like basically like a self-destruct thing where it's like, we're going to shut down in 59 days, 58 days. I'm like, I can't use it if I have this banner at the top. So basically I think that made then, so then Polymilk went on Thursday. So, um, it was like the perfect time on their end. They had a really strong community of alpha testers. It's not even out yet. It's still an alpha. It's like ridiculous, but it's like an amazing product. So. They're an amazing community of, of testers who were like happy to support them. Um, I was really happy to support them because I was just excited to use it. It's basically like an email app that does, uh, we don't have to talk, talk about Polymail that much, but very quickly, it's like it does all your, it works just like Mailbox, so like, you know, swipes, very clean, super clean interface. You can send stuff later. You can um, undo, basically like every Chrome extension that you have for Gmail, they already do it in an app and it works very well. So it was fun to like see everyone, how they gathered support for the app throughout the day um, and generate excitement. 
Um, another app is one that's going to be in Product Hunt tomorrow, which we've been playing with for a while, and you may have even seen tweets about it. It's called uh, Stolen. Have you heard of it? Uh, I think I saw something in my my Twitter stream, but I wasn't. Uh, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't manage to gather enough to decipher what was going on. Yeah, yeah so it's like you. It's like buying. Bu- I'm going to butcher their tagline, but it's like buying Twitter personalities. So, so if I'm on there and like I'm playing with like let's say Jeff Needles, who's like a friend of mine from Meerkat, he would like spend whatever amount I cost from the money they start him off with. Like, I mean, fake money, of course, and then he would like tweet. I just I just stole Neve from uh, somebody, and then he tweets out that he stole me, and then my price goes up, and then um, and then somebody else can buy me, and then I could buy him, and it's just like you start like buying people, and the more you buy people, the more the price goes up. Very quickly, we saw on, on day three is that price the price can also go down. So it's kind of like creating a market for Twitter personalities, which is like they nail they really nailed the gamification and like all the animation like is makes you want to like use it more. It's really fun. So it'll be on tomorrow which i'm excited for you can download it now but it's you'll see it on product on tomorrow cool i'll have to keep an eye out for it do you have any recommendations on great content that you've come across lately like either a book a video or a, a blog post sure so uh, well as far as blog posts i read um bram who's like the former former community manager at product Hunt before ben joined he wrote a post give or take a year ago of how not to pitch your product which i somehow only saw today which is like an amazing post because it's like I can relate to it a lot now that I'm seeing it. And just how not to pitch your product. Um, it's on Medium. Check it out. It's um, very short and he, he gets the point across extremely well of how to pitch your product while he's showing examples of what not to do. Books. Um, the Martian is amazing. It's like a cliche answer, answer by now, but I cannot recommend The Martian, the book specifically. Not, I mean, I love the movie, but the book is just The book above. is amazing. Yeah, it's better than the movie. It's like The book is amazing. I listen to a lot of podcasts, like anything on the A16Z podcast or Recode Decode. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's just when I, when I said my first post was like, you know, mentored by Silicon Valley Luminaries. It basically consisted of like watching hour long kind of fireside chats, not the short stuff, like just specifically like the longer stuff and hearing entrepreneurs and investors and people talk about their journey and their, and how they've become who they are. And um, I just learned a ton from that. It was just, it, it felt like I was being mentored by, by very influential people without ever meeting them at the, at the time. So podcasts are like a natural extension of that. So I could not recommend those ones more. Um, and also the product on podcast, of course. Of course. Yeah. yeah. I know. And, and we'll link to all those too. We'll dig them up and, and provide the links so people can check them out. Cool. So do you have any last thoughts or, or personal models that you live by and you think others should, should know about? Yeah, absolutely. I keep seeing my personal models tweeted at me, but still, so it's like <laughs> that's awesome. You, so I, you know, you reached out to me based on my post of how I got into tech, right? But, yes. Um, yeah. There's a few kind of quotes there that people, which I'm so glad they're doing. It's like I'm humbled by it, but um, they're just followed across my journey, so to speak. And that's um, this is from Chris Saka. Like what I first learned from him is help without expecting or asking for anything in return, which means. Just do, just help people. Don't like not only don't don't only ask for something, but don't even expect anything. Just like do, and then people like end up wanting to help you when when you've done good good stuff for them. So that just you do that enough times and it amplifies, and then just like doors open up and just opportunities come. Just help without expecting or asking for anything in return. Being empathetic is very very important. So uh, actually, like taking a step back. Not being negative, I tweeted that like two weeks ago, which got like a bunch of <laughs> favorites. Like, like just my number one rule for Twitter or anything is don't be negative. There's like a ton of situations where I'd want to comment on something, 
even if I feel like being negative about it, there's literally nothing to gain from being negative on it. Like it's not, it's not going to add anything. Um, it's at most going to be neutral. Like no one's going to like you being negative. Yeah. So just avoiding being negative and always being positive. Even when I make fun of stuff, I do it in a positive way. And I, I forgot like the, I mean, I don't have an exact example, but it's like, um, okay, well, I don't, I wouldn't even want to use an exact example, but even like when I am being negative on something, I, I'm, I'm using a positive thing to highlight it, which implies maybe something other, but it's uh, that the, that they didn't do something. But it's, I don't know, I'm kind of mixing it up now. But it's like, yeah, not not being negative is is very important. I think. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's those are two great pieces of advice. Um, Niv, thanks so much, man, for taking the time to be on the show and speak with us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Well, that's about it for this episode of Hack to Start. You can find all the important links beneath the show. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, at hack to start and sign up for our newsletter to know about all the latest episodes, behind-the-scenes content, and more. Thanks for listening, and see you next time.